most men, because of the popular press, will blame soy as the principal cause of their infertility or estrogen dominance. And it's interesting because why would they want to make soy the fall guy? Okay, everyone, Dr. Nick Delgado, and I'm talking about estrogen dominance, a very serious toxin that we're all so concerned about. Why? Because estrogen dominance can lead to hormonal imbalance. Here, we're going to just peek in on Neil Bernard talking with Rich Roll on a podcast. Of course, I've interviewed Rich Roll in a prior podcast, and I uh, haven't got a chance to catch up to Neil Bernard. I'm so excited that he wrote a book, How to Balance Your Hormones, and it's interesting that they're starting right in. I'm going to jump a little bit ahead where it gets really exciting and interesting how estrogen dominance really dangerously affects men. Why is that? Estrogen dominance affects uh, sexual function. It affects uh, a man's rate of prostate cancer and the incidence of prostate enlargement. It affects obesity. Uh, there's a number of other factors. And not only is it toxic to men, uh, and certainly men do develop man boobs, which is very characteristic. If you go to the beach, you see these issues, but also uh, with women endometriosis, fibroids, breast cancer, obesity. Uh, the toxins come from many sources, but it's going to be shocking if you stay tuned with me. We're going to go into all the science, all the proof, all the evidence, and it's a forerunner to my new book that I'm working on that's going to come out soon on the whole issue of how to balance our bodies, even in the presence of massive issues of estrogen dominance. So let's jump right in on Rich and hear what he has to say uh, first about a question about men. About testosterone. Uh, you know, I'm 53 now, and in my peer group, I've got lots of buddies who are either taking uh, exogenous testosterone or considering it. And this is like a thing, right? So. Uh, walk me through what's going on with men's hormonal health in the sexual context. Yeah, um, well, a lot of things are going on. The first, the, the first issue is not even testosterone. It's that men are exposed to estrogens a lot. Um, the guy goes to the fertility clinic. Uh, we're having trouble. Could you evaluate mm -hmm. me too? And if you check Hank's sperm count, if he's a big cheese eater, he'll have tend to have lower sperm counts than his friend who doesn't eat any cheese. And what's that about? It's not that he's low in testosterone. He might think that's it. It's not. It's because the cheese has estrogens that came from the pregnant cow. Um, at least that's what we believe is going on because you see reduced sperm count, uh, poorer morphology, which is the shape of it, and poorer motility. The mm -hmm. sperm just don't, they don't go where they're supposed they to. They swim very fast. They don't swim in a, in a consistent direction. <laughs> they're having trouble getting organized. Um, and... It, Okay, so the first really critical point he's making is that estrogen dominance is causing men to become infertile. The incidence of men unable to impregnate their wife has skyrocketed uh, in the last uh, decade, and we know of its effect. Uh, it's probably as high as 66% uh, of those individuals uh, are going to have difficulty, particularly if a woman also has fibroids or endometriosis. The fibroids also associated with estrogen dominance. So those two factors combined could prevent a couple from becoming pregnant. I've helped many an individual 
uh, couple to uh, balance out their hormones by getting to the cause of the issue and through special herbal intervention, uh, certainly an appropriate change uh, to the diet. Uh, certainly many of them are already exercising, but quite frankly, it's a massive chemical imbalance related to hormonal excess. And we're going to go uh, deeper into this uh, during this uh, session. It, and it, it just starts with a relatively small amount of cheese, just a, a serving or two of regular high-fat cheeses per day will, will do that. Um, and so some guys will say, well, it's got to be soy, that soy gave me the man boobs and all that kind of stuff. And soy gets a completely not guilty verdict, verdict on this, as, as I'm sure you know. Oh, wow. Uh, I want you to pay attention to that. So he's saying that most men, because of the popular press, will blame soy as the principal cause of their infertility or estrogen dominance. And it's interesting because why would they want to make soy the fall guy? Because the real food that causes estrogen dominance comes from animal products. And most people eat animal products. They're going to want to justify their purpose or the reason why it's still okay to eat cheese, say on these keto diets or meat, whether it be red meat, chicken, even fish has PCBs. As we get deeper into this, it's going to be shocking. Please continue. Let's listen on. That first of all, women who consume soy have about 30% lower risk of developing breast cancer than women who don't have soy. And women who have had breast cancer, who consume a lot of tofu and tempeh and miso and whatnot, they have about a 30% reduction in their likelihood of dying of their cancer. So soy is, is a cancer preventive. Um, it does not cause man boobs. Okay, so first he said for women that soy, those who consume tempeh and preferably it's, it's whole, GMO-free, organic, um, if you do it into tempeh, it's, it's kind of a, a little bit more of a uh, sprouted type uh, soy and the whole idea is it's a little bit more whole food less processed but uh, of course you've heard of edamame th th those are soybeans uh, essentially and processed at the um, uh, sushi restaurants so uh, here we have the evidence massive large-scale studies that are showing and we're going to document this here coming up but the evidence that soy itself actually is an anti-cancer factor because the soy goes to the receptor sites where uh, generally estrogen receptors are present and the phytoestrogens from soy tends to kind of block it or prevent other excess estrogens from accumulating in those areas that could lead to toxic effects in particular inclusive of cancer so let's go further now he's leading into the men this is important um, if anything soy is sort of a break on estrogenic function um, soy soy has isoflavones that attach to estrogen receptors but just like your car has a gas pedal and a brake pedal okay so he's saying the isoflavones have a, an action similar to like a brake on a car so it, it breaks or slows or stops the estrogen excess metabolism uh, whereas, um, as he'll state soon, the dairy and the meat products accelerate the accelerator on estrogen dominance. Therefore, those become the principal factors in this whole uh, critical uh, picture. So let's, let's go a little bit further and uh, get into this story uh, deeper, okay? There we go. Um, soy, although it will attach to the estrogen receptors, it's not stepping on the gas. Uh -huh. It seems to be stepping on the, on the brake. So what about testosterone? Um, I honestly don't know what to make 
of, of this yet. Um, and science is marching forward because a lot of guys are taking testosterone and you'll see commercials. Do you have low T? Could this be why right. your investments aren't rising? Could this be why, you know, you're having a bad hair day? You know, uh-huh. all this, I mean, I'm kidding, but, but it's, it's about like that. Like if you just take more testosterone, everything's going to uh, do better. And what we've been worried about is, are you, are we going to be fueling prostate cancer by, um, by injecting or, or by having guys take, uh, right. testosterone and pro- I don't know yet um, whether that's true or not. I, I would say this, that in theory, um, a high-fiber diet, you would think it would reduce testosterone levels because your body filters out ex- extra testosterone, sends it down the intestinal tract, fiber should carry it away. Except for the fact that when you look at guys on healthy high-fiber diets, their testosterone levels are high. Mm. Um, stay tuned. We're going to sort this out at some point. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, erectile dysfunction is an early arbiter of... Okay, so what he stated was that those men on a plant-based, whole-food, high-fiber diet have higher testosterone levels. Now, he made a comment that he said uh, the, the plant-based individuals have high testosterone levels. Not high by age adjustment. Uh, certainly with each decade of age, men tend to decline in testosterone, whether they're on an animal-based diet or a plant-based protein uh, diet. We do know, though, that those on an animal-based, plant, uh, animal-based diet, that is, of, of dairy and meat, have incredibly high estrogen levels. Usually it's not detected so well in a blood test. It's more likely to be detected in a 24-hour urine test. And this is why there's a lot of confusion amongst doctors. Even Neil Bernard is a little confused, and he's saying, uh, he said, we're going to have to stay tuned to find out more about this. He's confused about how fiber, which, by the way, fiber does have a beneficial effect in the gut, in the intestines, and it does soak up excess estrogen metabolites, and it tends to help to manage that issue, allowing the testosterone to be slightly higher. But what he did say was on a plant-based whole foods diet, Due to the higher um, presence of uh, the indols and the, the DIM, methane, uh, certain phytochemicals, uh, particularly I, I think there's something about the whole plant-based whole food diet that incre- increases what's called sex hormone binding globulin, SHGB. And when that's higher, the men, although they have higher total testosterone levels, it's been proven they have lower free testosterone levels on a plant-based diet. So I always tell men, look, you want to improve your ratio, have more testosterone. So go on a plant-based diet. But you also need to use certain herbs that tend to attach to the sex hormone binding globulin. Without getting overly technical, it basically releases more bioavailable or very potent form of testosterone into your general system just by using a combination of herbs that we've assembled in a testosterone-enhancing herbal product. Uh, we'll have that in the show notes, but I, I don't want to get sidetracked. Let's continue. This is really important and exciting. Of atherosclerosis, um, but let's, for the sake of conversation, assume heart. This there's an individual. Their heart is perfectly healthy. They don't have any arterial damage, um, but they're experiencing erectile dysfunction, or they're, they're they have low libido. Um, what is the hormonal inter- interplay there, and what have you learned about that? Yeah. Um, well, you, testosterone does play a role there, that's for sure. But to, to tell you the truth, it really is cardiovascular disease uh-huh. in the vast majority of cases. The guy goes to the doctor and says, Doc, I can't raise the flag. And the, people have wonderful, yeah. <laughs> wonderful euphemisms <laughs> yeah. for all this. There's something wrong with my nature. Um, 
Okay, so they're making a very clear point that one of the common causes of ED, erectile dysfunction, is actually a combination of excess estrogen that's suppressing the testosterone receptor sites because estrogen um, in the book Testosterone Syndrome, uh, it's interesting that Dr. Eugene Shippen originally pointed out, and I was present at a conference when he spoke to me about this and the herbal interventions that could offset or prevent this, but that estrogen is nearly 1,000 times more potent than testosterone. So if a level of estrogen seemingly shows, let's say, 40, 50, or 60 in the blood level, 60 is quite high, under 30 is, is going towards a safer level, um, but a level between 30 and 60 seems like only 30 points higher of estrogen. But the reality is, let's say your testosterone level, like the average man, is only, say, 500. Um, a man would have to have a level of 1,000 to deal with the level of a 60 estrogen level, meaning twice as high. And men do have levels of about 1,000 testosterone when they're younger. I have a level that I keep and maintain between 1,000 and 1,500 through certain herbal interventions, through lifestyle factors, through proper sleep, uh, through uh, bioidentical hormonal intervention. All these things depend on what your level are and what, um, what your activity, that is your performance abilities, not just physically in the bed, but uh, on the boardroom, out athletically, how you look, how you feel. I mean, it's such an important factor. But here we're talking about estrogen dominance that will interfere with normal male function. In fact, feminize a man to the point where a man will have man boobs. He'll have uh, also the risk of prostate enlargement and then even worse, prostate cancer. A man is also going to have that abdominal obesity, which is uh, aggravated by insulin insensitivity, and that's also another factor that Dr. Bernard and I agree on. Uh, there are solutions, dietary solutions, herbal solutions. I'm more big on the herbal solutions in combination with the diet because I've seen the benefits of this, and I've monitored far more people in their hormonal levels over the last, um, gosh, more than 20 years, but 40 years in nutritional interventions. Uh, so Neil Bernard, of course, learned uh, from one of my great mentors, Nathan Pritikin, as did John McDougall, as did Dean Ornish. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not bragging about it. I'm just trying to tell you that the origin, the etiology of these conditions, now he's getting into the principal cause of ED or erectile dysfunction, which is atherosclerotic plaques. And plaques do not come from plant-based foods. They can only come from those things that have a face, eyes, could wiggle or could move, could look back in you, and these uh, animal byproducts or products uh, are loaded with cholesterol and the body produces all the cholesterol it needs. That's another discussion that actually I used one of the YouTube replies with Neil Bernard that I thought he answered it artfully and quite well. But the whole point is that cholesterol is not a myth. It does clog the arteries, but the first arteries it clogs up is the male organ, the small blood vessel leading to the penis. Now, I interviewed Jeffrey Life, and here he is, 81, as of um, December 25th, 2019. Now we're at 2020 here a month later, but the reality is that Jeffrey Life also agrees uh, we must do carotid artery scans of the neck arteries and see what's going on in the arteries. We, we should do coronary calcium scores, according to Dr. Uh, William Kim, the famous cardiologist who also advocates plant-based eating. But um, l let's get back into this. This is really exciting and um, interesting. And the doctor, has to, the doctor can give out a Viagra prescription, but that is a complete mistake if the doctor doesn't also give him 
a description of what's going on in his body, which is that atherosclerosis affects all the, art, all the major arteries of the body. And the arteries that go to a man's private parts just happen to be smaller, mm-hmm. narrower, than the ones that go to the, the coronary arteries that go to the heart muscle or the carotids that go to the brain. So people will correctly describe erectile dysfunction as the canary in the coal mine. It's a sign that something is wrong. And so if a man has, a man in mid-50s, starts developing erectile dysfunction, this is not performance anxiety. Um, and it's probably not a hormonal issue. It's probably the beginnings of atherosclerosis. Mm-hmm. Um, it- okay, so uh, Dr. Bernard made it very clear that atherosclerotic plaques in the male organ uh, is also a further sign that he's at risk, that man is at risk for coronary heart disease. It's a warning sign. And he also made it clear that taking Viagra, which, by the way, is only successful statistics show at sex clinics, somewhere close to 30%. That means that nearly 70% of the men due to atherosclerotic plaques um, are finding that Viagra doesn't work. And if it, if it does, it works temporarily or uh, very uh, inefficiently. Uh, really, I have a whole protocol for ED for men for erectile dysfunction, and that's in my online uh male sex course where I teach all the details and specifics about how to overcome ED, what to do, how to intervene. But let's agree, I I totally agree with Dr. Neil Bernard that the dietary component is a huge factor, but you can't change the fact that a man might have been eating uh, eggs and meat and cheese and dairy since he was a teenager all the way into his 20s, 30s, 40s, or worse, as I'm 65, uh, those plaques build up and it takes years to reduce the soft plaques and it may be never to reduce the hard calcification plaques, particularly in the small blood vessels like in the male organ, our arterial uh, area. So there's uh, some sonic wave therapy that can work. There's some interventions. Uh, Dr. Richard Gaines talks about this, but I really, uh, we have an interview on that subject as well, but let's not get too sidetracked. Let's continue. A very important topic, particularly for men listening. And of course, this actually affects women too, their orgasmic capability. If they have too much plaques in the blood vessels leading to the clitoral area and to the pleasure sites of the female organs, um, they're getting less blood flow and it's going to interfere with their orgasmic intensity. We have an herbal product that brings more blood flow. Um, it's, it's a product that's rich in organic beets. It's got uh, amino acids that stimulate growth factors. It's got niacin to detoxify. And we have another product that has the herbs that tend to attach to the sex hormone binding globin and release more free testosterone. That's gonna enhance the testosterone. And the other product helps to kind of calm down uh, an overactive enzyme that interferes with proper uh, sexual erectile function. So there's about three products that people will find incredibly successful in supporting them because it's going to take months, sometimes years, to clean up the origin cause, but that should not deter you from making a big change in your diet and your exercise and your approach to day-to-day lifestyle. But um, in the interim, there's some short-term solutions, in other words, and some long-term solutions. So uh, let's let's see uh, in uh, finalizing this topic. In that area, and it means he's got it in his heart, too, and he's got it in his carotids going to his brain. Mm-hmm. And so that is a man who needs to read Caldwell Esselstyn's book or Dean right. Ornish's book and, and reverse that. And in our research studies where we put people on vegan diets for diabetes or whatever, the men start raising their flags um, at home. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, Hopefully the, not out in public. Yes. The, the point. The point being that when you um, reverse yeah. re- reverse arterial disease, um, erectile dysfunction gets better too. Okay. So he says when you reverse erectile dysfunction, similar to the intervention for coronary heart disease. Uh, there are specific books on this. I've written extensively about it and have a lot of information on my blogs and my lipid metabolism courses. But I, I have to say that he's kind of underplaying um, how he's almost, Neil Bernard's almost making it so simple as you, you just change your diet and then the ED will go away, the erectile function will improve. I've worked with tens of thousands of individuals and I've been close to working with people on uh, switching from animal-based to plant-based diet. Number one, uh, men think they're going to lose their manhood if they don't eat their meat or um, eat their cheese and eggs because they're not going to get enough protein. I I don't know how they think that has anything to do with manhood and achieving erectile function. In fact, it's quite the opposite. As the science proves, and Dr. Barnard is testifying in his new book, uh, How to Balance Your Hormones, but I have to say that uh, it can take years. I, I don't like guys to get discouraged. So we intervene uh, with nutraceuticals um, in some rare cases like paralysis or some more severe cases of ED. Um, there might be some uh, pharmaceutical interventions. Uh, certainly peptides like PT-141 are phenomenal for uh, raising the flag, as Neil Bernard talks about. But uh, let, let's, let's go on. This is, a, again, a very important topic, sensitive to men. And we're going to go into more detail because he says sometimes this is the only way you get a guy's attention. I mean, he, he may not give up his meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product or chicken and fish uh, just because uh, people tell him that, oh, you know, there's some toxins and it's going to cause you to gain weight or even a risk of prostate. But when they say, hey, you're going to have difficulty achieving erectile function and lose your sexual function, or that is the reason why you have this problem. Now you've got a man's attention. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be Esterblock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.